and one of the fond memories growing up was um in my neighborhood we we there's this house across the street where a couple of the dads in the block would just hang out and you know they just have a couple beers or whatever and just kick it in the driveway and they would say hi to anyone that was passing by so um when my friend and i uh, we're either leaving our house or my house to go to his house around the corner or, mm-hmm. you know, vice versa coming back. If one of the dads was there, his name was Amos. If he was there and he had already been drinking, he gets loosey goosey pretty easily from what it seemed like. And, um, <laughs> you know, he would like call out to us and he'd be like, popcorn players. And it was just <laughs> like, I don't, it's not like I don't think he he hated us or anything. It was almost like a, a term of endearment. You know, we'd be like, hey, what's up, Amos? We would go over there and just kind of like talk to him for a bit, you know, chat it up. And then we're like, all right, we got to go. But yeah, that was always his nickname. It was always for my friend and I, Skylar. Um, you know, we're we're kind of like inseparable uh, friends or whatever, like best friends right, on the, the block. Dynamic and duo. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, it was always just us two walking around and uh, he'd be like, popcorn players. <laughs> that was just his nickname players. for us. Yeah, yeah, I always thought it was hilarious. Thinking back now, I just, I don't know. It's just so funny because back then, it was just something that he called us and we didn't think anything of it. But kind of explaining it, I was, I was telling Brenda about that experience and she's like, what the heck? That's so weird. And to me, I, I didn't think it was weird. I was like, no, it was normal. Yeah, he's just chill. My sister, she was a huge cat fan. She, um, when she moved out, she always said, I can't wait to have my own cat. It's going to be awesome. And she finally did. So she she got her cat. Her name is Holly. And she happened to get the most evil cat ever created. (laughs) (laughs) Serves her right. Yeah, this thing is like it's never been friendly, even from a little kitten and doesn't like anything, just wants to be alone. And it's one thing if she's aggressive towards strangers, you know, that's that can kind of be passable. But she's aggressive towards my sister and her husband. Oh, man. Just as aggressive as the day she came home. She's never chilled. <laughs> Zero chill. When she, when my sister used to be at her apartment, this cat would just try to like sneak attack people just unprovoked. So if you're just chilling on the couch or like standing in the living room or something, it would come up and like swipe at your ankles, like hiss and like run away. And you're like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I felt like it wasn't ever really quite domesticated. This thing seems kind of feral to me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it got to the point finally where it bit and attacked Steph and Andrew one too many times. And now RIP. <laughs> even though I didn't have any, a better relationship with this cat, knowing that this cat was with them for so many years and then now is just going to go to the sanctuary and kind of grow old and, you know, pass away there. Mm. It, it's just kind of sad, you know, cause mm-hmm. with dogs, I know that'd be devastating cause they're just so loyal and they're, that's part of the pack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get you. I get you. This cat Holly, I just can't help but see this montage right now of, uh, uh, set to, of course, um, Sarah McLaughlin's uh, I Will Remember You. I will <laughs> remember you. 
that she's like is it showing like slow motion videos of her like fucking just attacking swiping like, people like, like feral face and just yeah, like just like, like, ah, like hissing with so much so much like blood lust just going for gusto just fuck you like will you remember me just like ah like making connections you know i don't even think steph and andrew are sad that holly's leaving but man i I never thought that I would be the the one to be sad that Feel Holly's bad, not yeah. there anymore. No, no, no. They, they looked at it and they're like, bye, Felicia. Straight up. <laughs> I like how you did that. All right. <laughs> we mobbing it? We mobbing it. Hit it. How are you doing, everybody? Welcome to Affliction Hours Podcast, episode 13. My name is Eric, and the other voice occupying your head this time is my good friend, colleague, and co-host, Michael. Yo, yo, yo. What it do, baby boo? That's like your catchphrase now. <laughs> Thank you to all the listeners out there for joining us. Available on all major podcast streaming services with new episodes dropping on the first Saturday of each month, 5 a.m. Pacific. Afflictionados is a monthly podcast where we mainly, primarily talk about films that range from mind-numbing to mind-blowing. We may also cover TV shows or other forms of media. It goes without saying... We will be getting into spoilers here, and there will be only the healthiest amount of expletives tossed in. You have been warned. Now, if you're ready, then get ready, because in today's episode, we will be discussing the comedy classic Friday. 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 It felt right. I don't know why. It's Friday. Craig and Smokey must come up with $200 they owe to a local drug dealer, or there won't be a Saturday. Now, with this film... I have a lot to say about this film. I'm I'm really excited. This film was the directorial debut of director F. Gary Gray, who was previously known as a music video director. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't know that. Mm-mm. This movie came out in 1995. You know what? Gray, he directed such music videos as It Was a Good Day by Ice Cube, Natural Born Killers by Dr. Dre and Ice Cube, Keep Their Heads Ringing by dr dre which is in this film ring ding dong yeah keep the heads ringing and uh waterfalls by tlc or also known as jason waterfalls (laughs) (laughs) that's right man don't go jason waterfalls i always thought it was yeah it was proper noun jason waterfalls like that's a real name yeah man we they were in love all three were in love with jason (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this guy named Jason. What's he got that I don't? <laughs> and another notable music video that Gray directed was Miss Jackson by Outkast. Oh, classic. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he has quite the portfolio with theatrical films as well. Having also directed The Italian Job, Be Cool, Law Abiding Citizen, Straight Outta Compton, and even The Fate of the Furious, a.k.a. Fast and Furious 8. Boom. Not too bad, right? Yeah, he's... I'm digging it. And the main goal of this film, as I understood it, was they wanted to show a different side of the hood, which always seems to be more focused on like being violent and menacing. So Friday is more of a buddy comedy with even some categorizing it as a stoner flick. But to me, you know, I, I wouldn't even really consider a stoner flick. Would you? 
Um, sure, there's smoking in it, you know, but to me, stoner flicks are more when when weed is the main element of the plot. But in this one, I think it's just it's heavily showcased in the film because I felt like it was portrayed as more as just one of the many elements. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess I could. Yeah, but I, I do. I could see it more as uh, what did you call it again? A, weed a stoner flick? flick, a stoner flick. Yeah, I could see it that way, because although they weren't necessarily both stoned, Smokey definitely was mostly stoned <laughs> and oh, all the time. When was he not? And the whole reason why they owe 200 bucks is because they smoked this weed. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, so I feel like, I guess technically on that front. Yeah. And now, is it like a half bake situation? Nah, it's not quite no. like that. Or even a no, Cheech and Chong, you know, or not Cheech and Chong, level. right. Where they're just like gone. But I will say that in Cheech and Chong films, you know, trouble ensues, of course, when they have <laughs> smoked too over consumed and they're just like out of it. And then obviously hijinks as well. So that's what basically happens is all sorts of stuff happen goes goes uh, haywire once they've. Uh, <laughs> hey, spoiler alert. There's no such thing as too much. <laughs> spoiler, alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. Just go to sleep. That's what happens. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Ice Cube and DJ Pooh, who both wrote this film, drew on their personal experiences when crafting the characters and plot points, which I thought was pretty interesting. So I, I feel like a lot of these scenes happening in the movie, you know, these these events happening, I felt like a lot of them are anecdotal. And I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that, that feels it feels pretty real. <laughs> I do feel like some pretty real life situations, thinking namely of his dad in the morning. Whew. Oh yeah. Too, oh man. Too, too I, real. I can't wait because I have a lot to say about that. But before we get into <laughs> that, I want to get your thoughts on ice cube as an actor. How do you feel about ice cube? Uh, how do I feel about ice cube as an actor? Do you think he's a pretty good actor or do you feel like, eh, not really your cup of tea? Uh, I mean, I guess it really, I would say it depends on the role. I, 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 don't say I can't say I've seen a whole bunch of his movies, but um, he killed it in this role. I, I thought that it was it was funny. I, I was actually impressed. There were times where I forget that he's, you know, I don't know. I just see him as the character himself in this movie, and, and there I, I don't know. It's kind of funny because I'm thinking <laughs> myself, here's himself. this here's this tough guy, you know, this this member of NWA and all that, and I'm like, here he is, like able to laugh at himself. You know, it's pretty remarkable because it's just like, just just normal normal dude just like chilling in the hood whatever i don't know i I thought that that was thought it was pretty good so yeah if i had to say i I like him in that i liked him in 21 jump street oh freaking hilarious like one of the best parts in that movie (laughs) honestly yeah yeah seriously um yeah ice cube i feel like you know early on he was kind of typecast as that that like tough guy because he does have that (laughs) that resting bitch face almost you know like he, right. he just I mean, looks and mean and menacing all the time i think by design i think that's like yeah he's like don't fuck with me but um <laughs> but yeah i mean he was before this movie he was in boys in the hood which boys was in the hood like a t- this was like you know menace to society type i mean it was like raw like serious drama. drama precisely drama in the hood so this yeah. is like a lighter side of that like you were saying and this is just a different version of cube I think having played in Boys in the Hood, he he still wanted to portray the hood. But yeah, like as I was saying earlier, you know, they they wanted to show 
you know, the lighter side. They there there is joy to be had in the hood. Believe right, it or not, you know, contrary contrary to what people may believe, you know, they, yeah, yeah, they have some good times, you know. And so yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. what they want to focus on with this one. Oh, my neck and my back. <laughs> and you know, I think the first time I saw Ice Cube act was actually in All About the Benjamins. Have you seen that movie? That movie is hilarious. Shout out to Mike Epps because he killed it in that role too. That that movie is, yeah. I think Ice Cube plays more of the straight man in that one. He like does. he's just he kind does. of like reacting to Mike Epps. But yeah, they're both fucking hilarious. Because what I really like about uh, Ice Cube is he just has great delivery. You know, whether oh. that's serious or whether it's comedic, I just love his delivery with his lines. Every time. Yeah, absolutely. That whole Bafalisha, just man. And how you were mentioning, uh, you know, just now that not you, you haven't seen a lot of his movies, and I can definitely say I've seen some, and not all of them are great. So, um, what wasn't there one where he was like on Mars or something like Ghost of Mars? That movie fucking sucked. I forgot what it's called. I don't even want to look it up. Yeah, there's no there's no time. acting no no acting job that can resurrect a, a movie called what the what the what the hell was that movie again? Ghost Mars. Um, he was in Anaconda and that movie sucked. I mean, <laughs> that <laughs> movie really did. In general. And now, excuse me, if you want to see it as like a snakes on a plane kind of thing where it's kind of campy. I mean, it is kind of campy. This this is kind of, yeah, cheesy. Um, then then it's not so bad. Then it doesn't really suck. But um, but if you're looking for some acting, cho- if you're looking to see him show his acting chops, I, would, I wouldn't really, wouldn't really reach for that movie. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he just he has that charisma, you know, that I really he appreciate. Does. And and he really shines. Honestly, if if I had to choose between uh having him in dramas or comedies, I I just think he's excellent in comedies. Love the delivery. Yeah, yeah. And his delivery is uh his delivery is pretty pretty ridiculous. Yeah, there's just so many moments I'm thinking of now. This was my first time actually seeing um friday all the way through i've i'd seen clips and stuff as kids you know we're walking through somebody might be watching it but you oh, know if i, if I didn't catch it from the right if i didn't catch it from the very beginning i was like oh it just doesn't maybe i didn't stick around for it because i don't quite know exactly what the whole what's going on with the plot and all that stuff so mm-hmm. yeah you know what? even that hilarious opening line which i guess you always miss because you're, you're always jumped in halfway in the movie yeah. but man that line from Smokey, played by chris <laughs> tucker yeah. i'm gonna get you high today it's Friday, you ain't got no job, and you got shit to do. That line's a classic. And that yeah. line pretty much summarizes this whole movie in just a couple of seconds, honestly. Yeah, yeah. It does. It sets the tone. You kind of get an idea. What's That's even before anything starts. Even before it shows like the production company logos or anything, it's just black. And it sh- all you hear is Smokey saying that line. And then the music starts kicking in. Yeah. I thought it was great way to start the movie like you said sets the tone it does you realize it's gonna be pretty chill and also uh well what i wanted to say really quick the first shot of the shoes hanging over the street light the houses the palm trees Mm -hmm. it just feels like home doesn't it like it just that feels like southern california to a t (laughs) it does it does feel like i saw that immediately i'm like yeah that's that's so cow right there yep 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 Saw that plenty of times. Never understood no it as a kid. I'm like, oh, somebody's shoes are up there. <laughs> and a lot of times they're nicer shoes than what I was wearing. Oh, snaps. <laughs> they're not I always beat up. Them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
I just didn't get it. I was just like, why, why are there shoes up there? I'd see it, you know, you drive by, cruising through. Um, man, Smokey lives up to his name. Immediately, you know, he starts the movie and he does a wake and bake <laughs> right out the gate. Dang. Did you notice on his dresser all the 40s that he had there? Like the empty 40s? <sighs> no, no. I just saw probably like 12 40s and... The, he probably never cleans his room so those things are probably old and crusty but yeah he had just had a bunch of 40s lined up <laughs> growing up in my neighborhood while i wouldn't consider it the hood by any means like i i thought it was it was just like a normal middle class suburban neighborhood but um man we still got into some shit let me tell you <laughs> <laughs> i remember having to scrounge up allowance money to share with with friends you know like some of my buddies so we can afford just a single 40 and you know it was mostly shit you know is that malt liquor so it was like old right. english or cobra or whatever the fuck it was shit to just get drunk with yeah exactly you know it's like you you pass it amongst like four or five friends of yours and i'm not gonna lie it tasted like straight up shit <laughs> but but you couldn't complain you know you can complain because that was the only thing you could afford and that was the only thing you could get your hands on back then ah uh, and you know we had a couple specific liquor stores that knew us well and would hook us up so we were frequent uh, customers <laughs> that's right you were patrons of that establishment yep yeah i don't know if um you ever had experiences like that but yeah the, seeing those 40s, that, that just brought back a lot of memories for me growing up. <laughs> 40s. Yeah, I can't say that I've actually had a 40. I only know that it messes you up. Consider yeah, yourself like, lucky. <laughs> You're not missing much. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what that is. It looks like beer. I'm not a fan of beer. As a kid, I was just like, no, nah, I'm good. It can barely be classified as beer, honestly. <laughs> right, malt. It's malt, so it's like way stronger. That's all I knew. Oof. I was like, oh, yeah. y'all are looking to get messed up. I'm out. I'm good. It wasn't about the taste. Yeah, it was just about, yeah, the feeling, basically. That tonight's gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, when it pants through Craig Jones's house, which is uh, Ice Cube's character, there's a lot of dog paraphernalia did you notice that mm. dog statues and little trinkets and stuff all over the place and one of the 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 little trinkets i saw in the house i don't know if you saw this but it straight up looked like a taxidermied chihuahua head mounted oh. on the wall did you see that uh, yeah i, think I was like I what did. the fuck is that uh and who would want that <laughs> right right somebody who loved their dog dearly Maybe I don't know because I don't know from, that freaked me from, out. <laughs> from what the the dad was would talk about, it sounded like he hated dogs. But oh right, right, right. I felt like I got the opposite when you look through the house and when you just see kind of like how he talks about dogs. I felt like he it wasn't all hatred there, which is kind of interesting to say because you know he his main thing was he was talking about how you know he cleans up the streets with all these stray animals and uh, some of these dogs can get pretty aggressive and you know he's had some bad run-ins with dogs but i don't feel like it was all hatred for these animals 
No, I think he was in that at that point. He's really trying to sell Craig on being a dog catcher. Like he's he's trying. He's like, man, I don't like. I, I didn't he say I hate dogs? And he's like, yeah, me too. That's the joy of it. That's like that's what I get. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you get to like kick him and choke him. Yeah. So he's like, he's basically. I feel like he's more or less just trying to sell it to him. Like, like, mm. yeah, this is, the thing you don't like, you get to just do it all day. Like, like over <laughs> almost over the top. Like, oh, way over selling this thing. Um. <laughs> so do you think like, having all these these dog paraphernalias, statue trinkets and stuff like do you think that was just him being so invested in his craft or do you think that maybe he did have a soft spot for dogs regardless of what his his job actually entailed? Hmm. Ah, I don't know. Hmm. That is kind of funny. That is kind of funny that he that he has all those dogs all over the place. Dog statue. Um I wonder I was, oh yeah, I was curious about that. And I was just, I was wondering what you thought of that because I, you know, my take was seeing all that stuff in the house, it's there to remind you. And it's not dogs in showing them in a, a negative light. It's a lot of, it was like cute stuff. You know, you have these cute little porcelain statues and stuff all over the place. And I'm like, hmm. I'm like, does he really hate dogs? I was questioning it. Yeah. Maybe it's to offset the, uh, the rage maybe it's to remind him that all, not all dogs are bad even though he's dealing with a lot of <laughs> stray dogs that can be bad or violent yeah aggressive right, like, oh, right they're not all that bad they're not all bad how'd you like that jehovah's witness scene with the two old ladies yeah that was pretty good i was like damn because <laughs> craig I, like, I, you I know, they wake him up that. yeah exactly they wake up they wake up. him they're like slamming on the door and so he, uh-huh. he comes up and he's like what's up and you know they of course they start doing their whole spiel, spiel. And he just slams the fucking door right in their face yeah. and they're like well fuck you <laughs> yeah Dude, oh it was hilarious God. had me cracking up yeah i definitely bust up but i was busting up <gasps> just like like you wonder if that's something that they say when somebody i mean when I they walk know, i don't know that people yeah i don't know that people are that i'm sure people could be short with them too so i don't know let's discuss when Craig was making himself breakfast in the morning. <laughs> oh, I fucking geez. love this scene, dude. That bowl is massive. That thing was I, massive. I think I have one of those. It's a yellow plastic bowl, and it's like about that yeah. size. It's and like it's a just, Tupperware bowl. Yeah, sort Specifically of. Typically the brand Tupperware. And you can use it for like basically anything. Like It's just you kind can. of a multi-purpose bowl. Mainly a mixing bowl, though, because it's mm-hmm. ginormous. Like an entire box of cereal fit in that thing. That's exactly what he pours into it. <laughs> like he empties the whole box. And yeah, so he goes and grabs that Cap'n Crunch, which um, it, it was actually a, a knockoff. So I, I paused it because I want to like see it. What, it, what it said. It, and it's the exact same box, except the words say Crunchies on it. Uh, so it's like, yeah, yeah it's it, one of those knockoff brands. And um man him getting excited when he sees the cereal because you know he's just kind of like man what what can i eat i'm hungry and so he opens the cupboard and he sees the the knockoff cap and crunch there and he's just like yay and i was like that's exactly <laughs> the same reaction i have every time i see Captain crunch in my my cupboard as well although for me it's the uh it's, it's the crunch berry version the, the superior yeah, i was gonna ask you know what i'm talking about yeah that's what i was gonna say yeah I was going to ask you if you, if you, could you, would you still eat a box of Captain Crunch if it didn't have the Crunch Berries in there? Would you feel Man, offended? I don't know. I, I would. That would be, that's a tough question because <laughs> I would, re, you know, right now I'm hungry. 
uh-huh. recording this podcast. Oh, yeah. So I would I would definitely fuck with it for sure. But <laughs> be a little bit you'd be a little bit, a little salty about it though. Yeah. But you know, I would always think this experience could be so much better if you just had the you know the the variety of the crunch berries. Cause that just makes it, that brings it all together in my opinion. Yeah. You got it. I mean, it's like, I don't know, like it'd be the equivalent of having lucky charms with only the marshmallows, which God, that would be painful. With, actually like, it would be like without the marshmallows. Oh, right, right, right. It would be like, right. It would be like <laughs> it's one like the or worst the other. Part of the cereal. Yeah. It'd be like the worst part. Yeah. But I, I, but truth be told, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm kind of, uh, the pendulum has swung from the one extreme as a kid loving loving the sugary cereal, always having the tricks, wanted the tricks, desperate for the tricks. Wanted Damn, the um, really desperate for the tricks. Okay. Desperate for the tricks. You know, we would get corn pops on occasion. Uh okay. Lucky Charms was a consistent one though. That was a wait, winner. That's always quick, like winner, ba- winner. Going back to the corn pops, was it the one with the foil bag? Yeah. Oh yeah. Shit. You can never rip it properly. It was just no. fucked up as soon as you got Yeah, <laughs> you gotta accept that. But yeah, yeah, we'd get the sugary cereal. So I've gone from that extreme, that with the Fruit Loops too, because you got to have Fruit Loops, mm-hmm. uh, to like regular Cheerios or Honey Nut Cheerios, Grape Nuts. Come on, who's eating? What kid is eating no Grape Nuts? No kid is fucking with Grape Nuts. No, let me just chew on some uh, gravel, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And that shit never gets soft it's just always hard it's always hard you're just like god but i mean i guess if you're into the always dry cereal then uh, then that's the one for yeah so that that actually brings me to my my next point here so you know craig he grabs his large bowl his giant Mm -hmm. yellow bowl of uh cereal oh i know exactly where you're going with this he he pours the whole fucking thing in there and you can you can bet that he was going to drown that shit in milk as well oh you know rightfully so when Craig goes to finally sit down and eat the cereal, he soon finds out that he doesn't have enough milk for his cereal. And I want to ask you, how many times has this happened to you, like this situation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's happened, unfortunately, far too many times in my life. So <laughs> same. So it's like, you know, what are, you're faced with the, the option of either pouring back what you what's in the bowl still like all right you know and i've definitely done that before i'm not above it i won't even deny that shit i've definitely have gone like okay and then you open the box put it on its kind of its side and you kind of tip Damn. it in there and you're like it's this is done i'm not doing it so you're not caught in that situation where you you like you pour the milk in and it's just like a couple drops that come out and you're like oh shit because that kind of taints the cereal at that point oh right 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 and now if that's the case which it, it, that you're right he does do that in the movie then yeah you're be really able to like, know you know he picks up the carton you'd be able to know that's what i that's why i was like he's surprised he's surprised at this and that he's was like he's hitting like, the top of it like trying to get more to come out like it'd be stuck in the carton right i was like you're not getting much more out of that i i, I don't know what's happening here like you, you're never going to be surprised when you, the audience will be surprised when you go to pour it but not you as you because you could just grab it and he could have probably just like yeah. shaking it like that and it's then like those got milk commercials like, you know the? exactly exactly so yeah this this has happened to me so many damn mm. times that water. i now automatically never water fuck that but i now automatically <laughs> <laughs> i automatically check to see if we have milk first before i even bother pouring any cereal i'm like wait let me just open the fridge i'm like yeah, yeah we got milk all right yeah it's a good habit to get into for sure you know I ain't wasting my time with that. No, I, I, I've been burned too many times with that shit. So no, mm-hmm. got to start with the milk first. 
No, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I almost have like PTSD from that. How the hell did Craig's dad, Willie Jones, played by the late, great John Witherspoon, RIP. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How did he teleport into the kitchen so fast? You know, he he goes back to the refrigerator, opens up the door, and he's looking for more, more milk. And he's like, man, we never got no food. Closes it. Willie's already standing there. It's only been like 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's, do- he's doing this whole fucking thing his- where he's, like, obnoxiously eating grapes. Like, why is he eating grapes like that? You know, just, like, yeah. like smacking yeah, his yeah. lips and, yeah. like, kind of sucking his teeth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> I fucking <laughs> – that line he gives. Every time I'm yeah, in the kitchen, yeah. you in the kitchen. In the goddamn refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> he is so fucking annoyed seeing Craig yeah. sticking his head in the refrigerator. I fucking love it. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. Man, miss that guy. Yeah. He just proceeds to rip Craig a new asshole for eating all the food, not doing any chores, and and not trying oh, and, and trying to throw away the the perfectly good cereal because they ran out of milk. Mm-hmm. He's better put some water on that shit. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> you know, it's just like in the middle of his, his rant that he's giving yeah. Craig. Craig's just standing there taking the whole thing, you know, like a champ. And he just gives that line. I love pig feet. But this scenario, this exact scenario, I'm pretty sure I've seen this happen at a buddy's house. <laughs> like I was there hanging out and I've seen the parents chew my friend out in front of me. And they don't care. They don't give a fuck if a friend's over. They're going to chew nah. him out regardless. That's what they do. And I think it, one, in one instance, I think it may have been the same scenario where they ran out of milk and they're like, no, yeah, you ain't wasting that. You better eat that. <laughs> Whether it's water or not, like you better eat that. So mm-hmm. I would I would take my chance of just eating it dry. Honestly, I ain't putting water on that. Because when you get to the, that's it, I, I've done it before with water and it's like you get to the bottom and you just pour that shit out. You, there's no savoring <laughs> anything. You're just like, get this fucking get this fucking thing down the sink. Yeah, get that trash out of here. I ain't eating that. Gross. Not long after this this breakfast scene, let's also take some time to talk about Willie talking to Craig while taking a shit. This scene. Yeah. This scene hits close to home for me. So, you know, this is only about the 10 minute mark in the movie. And I already have so much to say, I feel like. So I'm going to have to say, <laughs> let me compose myself for a bit before, before I get into this here. So that generation of dads they were just comfortable with their bodies and they didn't mind trying to talk to kids from the bathroom. Many times it happened with the door open for me. <laughs> so with my dad, he did not give a fuck. No matter if it was the stinkiest shit, my dad was like, I don't care when he needed to talk to you, he was going to talk to you. And a lot of times that, would, that just happened to be while he was in the bathroom. Uh. So for me, it wasn't so much like, I wouldn't be in the bathroom with him like in the movie. But for me, he would just open the door all the way just on, on the toilet. And he would just be like, call out to me, you know, like you're like, Hey, come here. I need, I need to talk Uh to you really quick. And so I'd be standing in the hallway and I just have to endure it while he's talking to me. (laughs) Sitting as standing as far away as you possibly can. And it's still not far enough. I kind of have the same um, uh, body language that Craig had in the movie. And I'm like trying to like plug my nose. And I'm just like, you know, and I'm, I'm annoyed too. I'm like, why do you have to talk to me right now? Why can't you talk to me when you get out? You know, this happens every time. And 
you know, my I'm pretty sure my sister had to go through this shit too. I remember Steph and I would get mad at my dad because he would try to do that shit while we had friends over. He didn't give a fuck. Dude, wow. <laughs> that's that's rough stuff. Yeah, my dad yeah. my dad definitely that was a that was a thing that was definitely a morning routine for for pops. <laughs> a routine. It was like a, yeah, morning thing. It was like, hey, we gotta get a ride to school, but you know you gotta go in there. And he'd have the radio on, listening to Mark and Brian on KLOS. Although it's just like wow, just just knocks you right over. It's like I, I think I've said before, it's like that scene in Workaholics where, uh, you know, the characters are climbing down this manhole, and one of them <laughs> announces, "Oh, smells like my dad's bathroom." <laughs> <laughs> so it's close like, to home dude, for you as well <laughs> so it's like just it's like thick you're like in there and you're just like oh my god like uh that air and, is uh, just it's thick there's that fog yeah, yeah it's ripe and the door is just open it's not like you're standing in it in the bathroom <laughs> but it's enough you know what i mean and it was just you know we, it was just me this is all all boys it was me my pops and my brother right so it was like, yeah, you don't give a shit. It's just like, there it is. Boosh. At least so he he wasn't trying to talk to you while he was using the toilet. Then it would just mm. be the aftermath. No, 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 no. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're trying to we're trying to get a ride to school. So we're like, hey, hey, dad, can we, you know, I can't hear you. <laughs> Radio's on. <laughs> All right, on, let so me, let me open the there. door. You're like, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, no, no, no. You try, you can't, you can't hear. What? I can't hear you. So he just opened the door. Boom. And, you know, he'd be there with the, you know, L.A. Times sitting on the can. I'm just like, oh, that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> why? <laughs> I'm a stickler for bathroom humor. So I just I love the scene. I would love it regardless if I had my own experiences, my own personal experiences with it. But I think it just like I said, it hits closer to home. So that just makes it so much more impactful for me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh <laughs> Oh man. So after that, um Felicia, a local drug addict, comes over to try and, and cook chicken in Craig's microwave, only she wants to take the entire microwave to her house. <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> and you know, mm-hmm. I was actually surprised that Craig was actually down, you know, he was just like he's like, All right. You know, give me the chicken. I'll cook it for you. And she's like, well, actually, I was thinking you can just let me borrow the microwave and I'll just cook it at my house. So she was basically asking to like, can I have your microwave yeah. essentially? Because as soon as he hands that over, he's not getting it back. Yeah, yeah. And I just I've never seen anyone go over to someone's house and say, hey, can I cook chicken here? And uh, by by that, I mean, can I have your microwave? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No shame. That was no such a, a weird interaction, but you know what? It's I'm sure this has happened to some people. I mean, it's that's pretty uh yeah, it's pretty extreme. I I, I was like, are you kidding? Are you <laughs> who the fuck says that? You know who asks right. for this? I mean, they must be pretty tight as neighbors. They must be pretty tight. I mean, I'm assuming they all grew up in the same neighborhood ish. Yeah, you know? I think she is. It made it seem like she was just down the street. You know, a few houses. Right there, that's his. That's his uh, love interest uh, sister. Sister, yeah. And I don't know if you noticed, but Craig actually breaks the fourth wall right here when she asks for that. He right. like takes a moment to look at the camera, like, "Are you fucking kidding me? You know, is is this chick really asking me this right now?" Yeah. And so, yeah, he uh, he says no and slams that door right in her face. This is the movie where by Felicia, yeah, came yeah. from right. 
Mm-hmm. Like this is where that that meme came from, yeah, or that yeah. that saying. Mm-hmm. He doesn't actually say until later in the movie, but I was gonna say yeah, until that whole by Felicia thing. I felt like it was fairly recent because it was decades later when people actually started using that phrase. I feel like, uh, yeah, I wonder why that caught on like that because obviously just random, um, right? Yeah, yeah, ninety five, and there was such a. <laughs> It was such a, you know, that, that it just, it's, it's his way of just brushing her off. Like, get the hell out of here. Like, yeah, he doesn't even work. want to waste any more time or breath. Like, yeah. he's just, bye, Felicia. Exactly. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not even going to give you the amount of effort, the time that Smokey just To come up with took the bullshit. To, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just buy. Like, don't even, don't bring it here. You know, she turns <laughs> to him to try to give him the same spiel and everything that she just gave Smokey. And he saw how nope. that went. He's just like, no. Not even going to look at her. He doesn't even look at her. All he says nope. is, bye, Felicia. I wonder what, th- it makes me, certainly makes me wonder, like, what what memes, what gifts, what 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 movements from the 90s, or even at this point, and we're moving into the uh, early aughts movies. now, mm-hmm. right? What What is, what's going to get pulled from the past right. and made, made new, you know, what other, because that's a pretty obscure line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not even that big. I don't even think that was the funniest or even close to the funniest line in the movie, but that was extracted much later, just that line. And it's, it's a quick, you know, he just says it in passing. It, it, there, there isn't like a big focus on this line. Right. Right. But I think that's also why it was so perfect too, because it just really embodies that whole feeling of just, I'm done. Yep. I'm done talking to you. This that, is over. That people can relate with. Yeah. Right. Instead of saying like, this conversation is over. It was just like, bye Felicia. Get the fuck out of here. Smokey, uh, speaking of Smokey, he pops back up. He does the whole wake and bake. Uh, Smokey pops back up, but this time he's crawling in through Craig's window. And this is where it foreshadows that Craig actually has a gun stashed in his dresser. So that was mm-hmm. actually one of the more like serious parts of the movie, the plot line with the gun. Yeah, it's interesting. That that whole uh, message, message. That was trying to be uh, that they were trying to put out there as well. Went from went from uh, the whole boys in the hood violence, uh, you know, that kind of thing, just portraying the violence that's there. I don't think they were necessarily encouraging it. They're just like, hey, this is what we dealt with. This is what mm-hmm. we're dealing with. Um, this is kind of what you need to survive. Yeah. 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 It's more just like, yeah, that's that's just the reality of the situation. Not glorifying it, just saying right. this is just what's up. But like it went from that to then being like, we're going to do something about it. So we're going to make this movie have a message about gun violence and that yeah. kind of thing. You Which know? Was, I thought was actually it was it's pretty nice. I thought so, too. It wasn't obnoxious. Thought, it wasn't hitting you over the head with it. Right. Right. Exactly. Like settle <laughs> this. You know, you live to fight another day. That whole they let that whole. Uh, his, yeah, you know, they let that whole spiel play again, you know, hearing his dad say that in his head mm-hmm. and just really drive, driving the point home again. Yeah. Yep. Seeing that, you know, man, tempers can flare, um, mm-hmm. but you can't bring a life back after you, you pull that trigger. You know, it's like you may have regrets after and be like, oh, hey, you know, it wasn't I, I shouldn't have been as mad as I was before. You know, sorry about that. But if the person's dead, then it's it's done. You know, there's no coming back. Yeah, I think that's that's kind of what he was getting at too. Willie yeah. was that he was like, he's like, you guys are way too quick to like jump to the, the worst possible thing, you know, like, yeah. how about you fucking take some time, you know, and just be a man about it, like talk it out. And if you guys need a fight, then, you know, get it out of your system and then boom, it's done. That's right. It. But what he, but also what he says to where, where he says the gun comes into play is you're afraid to get your asses beat is what it is you're afraid to have your ass beat so you don't want to lose you know Mm -hmm. 
but yeah, sometimes you don't even you want to take win. that chance. Right. Exactly. Sometimes you win. Sometimes you lose. I mean, hell, to be honest, it's like you could die in a fist fight. You could die in a whatever in, in an altercation with somebody. True, true. The reality is, you know, I mean, somebody could speaking of having that temper, somebody could just push push it too far and like grab a weapon nearby, like a bottle, break a bottle, stab you with it or hit it you can with escalate a real or, fast. Yeah. You know, just one 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 punch to the face and your head hits the ground and, you know, you're concussed or worse, mm-hmm. you know. And I, as an older brother, there was this idea in my mind, this this little, you know, this this little person, this little kid idea of needing to be because I'm the first born. Right. You know, you're, you're I'm right. older than you. I've been on this earth longer. You know what I mean? You got to show me respect. I have to show my elders respect. You got to show me respect kind of thing. Yeah, you know, it would turn into, well, I got to prove a point now. You can't do this to me, even though it was, an, it was a total accident. You know, he mm. might, like I said, kick my foot and then I'd be like, what the hell? And I'd like, boom, give him a good shove from my seated position where I was, you know, sitting down near the couch. I might oh, just give him a, a shove. Mm-hmm. And then that might piss him off, which then turned into you know, here we are just freaking wrestling each other. And, like, <laughs> you know, did it ever get to that point with Ryan? Did he like walk past you and go? Oh, excuse me. Oh, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> just fart in my face. Just fart in my face. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. He had a little temper on him though too, which is funny. He would, he would just be all just in a rage, just ah. But he was much, much younger, so it wasn't like yeah, yeah. I didn't really take it that seriously. You didn't take him you know? seriously, yeah. No, no, no. I could, I could basically, I could put my hand out and hold him by his head, and he would just be like, mm-hmm. oh, that whole thing, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was not a. Uh, you know, I was just like, no, that was that was a way of neutralizing him too, make him realize you you can't hurt me unless you're going to scratch me with your nails or something, which if you're going to go that far, you're just you're, then you're really going to piss me off. Yeah, <sighs> you might get a Kamehameha blast into the fucking uh, couch or something. <laughs> you give him that, <laughs> that like Rick James like boot, you know, <laughs> Charlie Murphy, <laughs> Charlie Murphy, just boojooj. <laughs> <laughs> Into the bar, and <laughs> he did. That, was so that shit was so <laughs> random. Like, no man, I did help. We did help him out today. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of that whole um, plot line with Big Worm? You know, and like how Smokey's relationship with Big Worm, because Smokey, Big Worm's like the drug dealer, right? And Smokey mm-hmm. just kind of sells it for him. He runs it. Yeah. What did I think of of their dynamic, or what do I think of Big Worm, or? Yeah, you know, just like that character and and like their relationship. Interesting. Yeah, I think it's funny how I don't know how well he knows Smokey. You know, he knows the neighborhood. He seems to know the neighborhood pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like Smokey is just gonna smoke. I mean, his name is Smokey for God's sakes, <laughs> and he's like trusting Smokey to mm-hmm. sell this for him. Um, what makes uh, him think that Smokey is even trustworthy of anything? Right. What's ever given him the impression of that? And anybody who can, maybe he's just desperate. Maybe he doesn't really have anybody else to run it. Maybe he also just knows that Smokey knows people who do like to smoke. And so he's trust. He's like, all right, I know he's probably going to smoke my stuff too, but he'll come up with the money. I, I don't know. But um, I will say that that actor that plays uh, Big Worm is mm-hmm. hilarious. That dude. Yeah used to make me laugh like constantly. He was my favorite character on this one TV show I, was, I used to watch as a kid. I can't remember. He was a neighbor too. He was just like a side character. But whenever oh. he came over, dude, he 
he fucking killed it always. So when yeah. I saw him on screen, I was like, oh shit, he was doing this before that TV show. Same guy. Yeah, yeah. And he's being more serious. But like, yeah, when he was playing this other character, he was so silly, dude. I mean, not silly. I don't know. He just, <laughs> I think he was so serious in, in that in that TV show that that's what made it so funny too. Is like he was just mm. like, ah, oh, you know, he's over the top with all his stuff. Anyway, big worm with this with this freaking perm and that was you know with those uh, rollers in his hair and everything yeah. too uh, so yeah. good curling his hair and it seemed like he was doing pretty damn well for himself because he had a pretty clean looking lowrider there with the hydraulics yeah, and everything did. yeah he did yeah entrepreneur but, you know as as Smokey does he weasels his way by kissing up to him and and what what I always found like obnoxious about Smokey too is like he always kisses ass whenever people are around but then as soon as they leave he's like man fuck you you know like i ain't gonna do mm-hmm. shit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just to like almost like prove it to himself that he he still has like some respect but you know no one's around to even see it he's just doing it for himself yeah yeah he's uh <laughs> he's he's a coward basically yeah he's a coward who you know as soon as as soon as there's nothing at stake then it's like yeah then he's a tough dude but as soon as they turn around like what'd you say he's like oh oh nothing uh, uh you know he, what I mean? he's- he actually mentions this later in the movie i think it was one of the run-ins with uh debo but he was he says something like he's like you know what when they come around i make them think that they're in charge but when they leave i start talking again <laughs> you know he's like uh, he's like when they're around, I, sh- I shut up but i'd be talking again once they leave yeah yeah that's right <laughs> Yeah, he's like trying to convince his friends that he's not a bitch, but it's like, yeah, bro, who are you trying to fool? Yeah, exactly. That like barbell bench in the front yard, I just feel like that's like really convenient because it's like you never know what like how busy your schedule is going to be. So and just by just by having that out there, you don't have an excuse. You know, you can just like get a couple reps in on your way to work or something. You just, <laughs> you know, walking out to the car, you might, let me just get walking some presses car, in. Hey, yeah. Some curls, yeah. you know, whatever the case. <laughs> and my cousin, uh, uh, my cousin, David, um, uh-huh. that, you know, he always had a bench in the, in the garage. And, uh, when nice. I would come over and this is in high school, I'd, I'd come over there and yeah. Uh, I think I may have used it like a couple of times, not really very many times. Cause it was normally like <laughs> we were going, I was always hanging out with uh, his son, Eric. Mm-hmm. and uh and eric would you know eric would would use the bench every now and then but it looked the same it was the same it looked the ex- like the exact same setup <laughs> was where it's it like, beat up yeah dusty. yeah exactly but the the barbell itself was not like say what you when you go to the gym you're basically working with a 45 pound barbell right. when you go to like any normal gym um but those ones were like you know they're just like a little a small super little skinny. lead pipe yeah, yeah yeah super skinny uh it gets the job done obviously but you know right the I think it was a little bit more classy to have it in the garage. <laughs> I remember doing something similar. Well, not not at my house, but this was like a, a friend's friend's house. So it was like an acquaintance's uh, house, but he had a similar setup, but in the backyard. This would be like the first time I met the guy, and we just started randomly working out in his backyard. Like he's just like he's like, hey, let's go to the back, and then we just start. He just like starts sitting down at the bench and starts doing like reps while we're we're chatting. And mm. I guess I, I was like, well, everyone else is working. I guess I will, too. And I just, you know, I pick up the the barbell that's on the ground and I start doing curls or whatever the fuck with it. And is like no goal or agenda. It's just like something to do while you're hanging out. It's weird. Oh, right. That is pretty funny. And the irony is. It doesn't even really, and you're, especially when you're that age, it doesn't really matter. You'll you'll make gains. You don't have to do much to make gains. I think a lot of people don't realize that. Like, oh, dude, I did like ten curls, and I'm like, 
I'm like so ripped right now. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you got that, you got that human growth pump. hormone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Why just start working out randomly? I've this is the first time being at this person's house, first time meeting this person. Why are we working out? Because why not? Because we're guys. That's why. That's what look, we do. In Friday, that's what they do too. They're just like, uh, who cares? They didn't even question it. He doesn't go yeah. like, Craig, what are you doing? Like, no, it's just I'm gonna sit down at the bench. You're gonna spot me because you're you're just there. Yeah. And you're a pal. You're gonna help, you're gonna make sure I don't choke myself. That's the thing with guys is that when we hang out, there's usually like an activity that everyone is kind of participating in while mm-hmm. we're hanging out. You know, whether that's like working Shooting out or, pool, or watching TV, out, yeah. watching TV, you know, playing games or whatever. Like, there's Plenty always games, an yeah. activity that kind of has to be the excuse for hanging out, right? You know, we don't ever just go to talk. Yeah, yeah, we gotta have a uh, gotta have something. Or you're going someplace, right? You either have an activity that you're doing right in the spot or you're like, hey, we're going to go to do that thing, right? Yeah, 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 we're going to go to that thing. All right, cool, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. So you show up and then you roll out. We're going to mob it. Exactly. Oh, man, around this time, this is where Debbie is introduced. The character Debbie mm-hmm. played by Nia Long. And uh, she, you know, she's just kind of passing by, going on her morning jog past the house. Let me say, I had the biggest crush on her. When she was Lisa oh. in Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh, hundred percent, dude, absolutely. That was the first time Super I'd cute. seen her. Was on Fresh Prince, yeah, yeah. Over. I she was just had like, a really sweet smile, you know. Oh, dude, she's absolutely gorgeous, and yeah, her her smile was just winning. Um, and I remember the episode too when he meets her because it was it had to be one of the funniest scenes as well. It was like he meets her and then Will she Smith. pretends to be crazy. Uh, you're right. Will Smith meets her. Mm-hmm. She turns out to be kind of crazy, but really it's a setup because Carlton uh, put her up to it. I don't know if he paid her or whatever, but they get <laughs> her up to a cabin. And so to play a joke on Carlton, I guess the two of them actually do end up hitting it off. And I'm sorry, Will Smith and Neil Long's character, Lisa, end up hitting mm-hmm. it off. Um, either way, at the end of it, basically, Will says, you know, yeah, she was crazy. And then Carlton's like, well, what'd you do? And he's like, I, 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 I don't know, man. I was out there and I took this rock and he's like this big rock and I, and he holds it like imaginary rock above his head and he goes, no, no. And then Carlton like starts running through all, he runs out of the screen, runs off the set. Yeah. And then and you can still hear him screaming, but from a distance, you know, other mics are picking him up. And next thing you know, another <laughs> camera's got him and he's running through a different set now. And it's the kitchen of the of Fresh Prince. And then it's like after that, then he's like, then he's like crawling on his. <laughs> so he, he's, he's like, like oversliding on it. his knees way, way, way over the top. There was yeah. one of those where you, you actually they actually showed the set and you can see each of them behind just, the, each of the sets. And yeah, he comes bursting through another door uh at someone else's house and just it's too good dude it was so so funny so but that yeah. was the one that was the episode that neil long first made an appearance in um nice. and yeah they, they had a good run on uh that that whole yeah that whole she love, was love story she was in quite a few episodes right like wasn't she yeah, in, yeah. in a few seasons i think she was i think she was but i just know that no in my in my opinion as a as a kid i can't think of a single one of his other love interests that stuck out as much as uh Neil Long did. She was just like yep. the the cream of the crop. So yeah, to see I her agree. again, I was just like, wow, I'm so glad this is they captured her at this at this point in her life. She's just so so gorgeous and yeah, you know that smile and she's like, hi hi boys or something like that or hi guys. Kind of flirtatious, she's right? Right, right. She's just jogging by and you're just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, had the same reaction they did. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So. I was a little 
unsure about the scene where <laughs> Smokey is is kind of retelling this incident that happened with Red and Debo. So you know you know what I'm talking about where um Red chain. tries to get his his, oh, his bike, bike back. Yeah, so right, he lets right. Debo borrow the bike and Debo's just like straight up not going to give it back. And he shows up with his dad at like yeah. someone's house. And um, so Red's like, hey, can I talk to you for a second? So he pulls Debo aside and he's like, hey, uh, you know, my dad's tripping or whatever. But, you know, can I just get my bike back? And he's like, oh, you know, yeah. He's like, actually, you know what? I got something else for you. And gives him a, that uppercut. Uh huh. And, you know, he flies like way back, you know? Yeah. And yeah. like 20 feet away. And I was curious. Do you think this was Smokey over exaggerating the story? Or do you think like... In, in the events of, in the universe of this movie that actually happened. No, no, no. no. I think it's all hyperbole. I oh, think okay. it's hyperbole for sure. That was just sure. smoky, like, just like, yeah. Because, yeah, you know, when somebody retells a story, it's always embellished. To make like it exciting, it's embellished. Yeah. Right, right. Damn. And also, RIP to Zeus, who passed away in 2020. Zeus, dude. Yeah, absolutely. After watching the fight scenes that, he's, that he was in, especially the last one with Craig, I'm like... I can totally see why he was uh, why he was selected as that actor because he he does a great job of he can take a punch he can sell a punch too he can really yeah. he can sell the it punches and the, yeah yeah and he can like I said he can really take a beating as well so and, and make it look like oh, this person's really messing him up pretty good mm-hmm. um, without making it look like it's too put on you know what I mean like it's like like it's so fake like a like a Rocky movie or something one of the early sure, Rocky sure. movies where it's just like the punch is like way out here and it's like <laughs> exactly and his punches looked realistic like they look like he was he had some heat behind him oh yeah yeah he definitely threw his hips in there too you're like oh yeah snapped on him those hips don't lie that's right man Shakira she knew Craig and Smokey go over to Smokey's house so that way they can actually smoke because I guess uh, Craig's parents are still at his house, right? So he's just Smokey is just being impatient. He's like, man, let's go over to my place, you know, so we can smoke. And apparently his mom's okay with it because I'm pretty sure his room just reeks of it. And he has no no hesitation of, you know, just closing the door and he just lights one up. It, it's kind of strange that she was like, it didn't seem like she would partake in it, but she also didn't have an issue with Smokey smoking in the house. Hmm. She was kind of giving off these vibes of being a neglectful parent, you know, like she was just like, whatever, like, I don't care what you do. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, she was, who knows? Maybe she was getting into some shit herself. I mean, I, I can't tell. I, I don't know if what's, I know it looked like she had a cigarette in her hand, but that could have been a joint as well. I don't know. Hmm. Um, but yeah, she definitely it doesn't seem to give a shit and tells him to come up with the the, 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 it's the difference. Yeah, for the cigarettes that she wants. <laughs> yeah, like, you know what? what? She maybe she knows that he's like she's like he doesn't have a legitimate job, but he's getting money somehow. So you come up with the difference, right? Yeah, and she and just gives him get a, kicked out one dollar to go pick up cigarettes. Right. right, and he's not he's not looking to get kicked out. So he's like, <laughs> fine, I'll keep the peace. Yeah, make it enough. Make it enough, yeah. I felt kind of uh, weird seeing Ice Cube's character be so against weed initially in the movie. Like, I don't know, it just seemed so odd because it seemed like everyone else would have been fine partaking. But, like, for whatever reason, I don't think they ever really get into it. But Craig's character, he's just, like, he's so against it early on. 
You know, mm-hmm. he's like, no, nah, I'm never going to try it. No, nah, I'm, I'm good. I smoke or I drink. I don't smoke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what they were what they were trying to say with that. But yeah, I, uh, I think okay. he's the kind of person who wants to be in control. Uh, and because of that, he doesn't want to smoke and not be in control because to drink, you know, it's, he maybe is more familiar with that feeling. But when you smoke, mm-hmm. then it's like, who knows? Everything becomes a little bit funnier and you're not the same tough dude that you were. <laughs> Oh yeah, because he yeah he wants to put up that front right. So maybe maybe he can still have that when he's drinking, but when you're smoking, you're a lot more chill, a lot more relaxed, a lot a lot less guarded. He he really regrets smoking, primarily when Nia Long shows up again and is sitting next to him. He has the balls to ask her to sit next to him, which he hadn't had before. So it's like he did let his guard down more then, but then she asks him if he's high. And then he gets really self-conscious. Oh, yeah. Super self-conscious. Because he, you know, he, this is his first time. He's th- He has that first time, uh, well, that first high. And he doesn't realize how he's acting or how he's coming across. Right, right. Now do I, he like dusts himself off and do I look himself. high now? Yeah. Do I look high now? I die, dude. I could not stop <laughs> laughing when he said that. Because how like, long was he doing that? Up. Like he took like yeah. a good like minute like dusting himself off and yeah, straightening yeah, his yeah, shirt yeah, yeah. and like sitting exactly. up. And he was just like, so, uh. Do I still look high? <laughs> exactly. Oh, dude. So good. That was really, really funny. But yeah. it just goes to show as well how much she liked him just as for the person that he is. Hmm. Um, because despite the fact that she could probably tell he was high, um, she was either if she didn't, if she couldn't tell, she was at least willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. Like, whatever. Like, she still likes him. Ultimately, yeah. it doesn't matter because she still likes him. And, and as hard as he was trying to, like, impress her, I think she thought that that was cute because in the end she just liked him how he was. Right, right. You know, after Smokey gets high again, uh, like you said, mom sends him on an errand to go pick up some cigarettes at the liquor store. And I want to give a shout out to Dr. Dre's Keep Their Heads Ringing because I was playing in the car on their way to the liquor store. Classic. Have you ever ran errands with your friend before? Like, have you ever hung out at your friend's house and then all of a sudden they need to do some yeah. impromptu errand and so yeah, oh, yeah, you just have to go with them? Yeah, yeah, of course. Just rolling. Just like, sure, let's do it. We're, where, where are we going? Let's exactly, do it. yeah. I felt like I, that shit used to happen to me all the time. Oh, yeah. Go to yeah, start, pick up some hanging. shit and I'm like, okay, well, you know, I guess let's go. Yeah, let's take a break like from whatever we're friends. doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Especially Because what are you going to do? Like, oh, I better go home now while you go do that thing. Or, nah. oh, I'll just stick around here and wait till you get back. Like, what? No, you don't want to. Why would I want to like... <laughs> by yourself, yeah. Be by myself with their mom or something like that. That's just... The, <laughs> I didn't come over here to hang out with their mom. I came out came to hang out with the, the homie. So, yeah, yeah where, where are we going? We're rolling. Let's roll out. I also want to give a shout out to Smokey's Ford Pinto because that was probably the coolest looking Pinto I've ever seen. Oh, dang. That was a Pinto, huh? That was pretty Shoot. sleek. Yeah. That black and red. He had like the custom paint job on it and everything. That's what's up. Yeah. Had yeah. I read my uncle had a blue one. Man, it's been a long time since I've seen seen that thing. That that looked more spacious than the Pinto I remember as a kid. But yeah. Oh, um, maybe because it was a it was a um, soft top, you know, convertible. Ah, uh, that might be it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, definitely, the one I I remember was a hard top. So, uh, the Pinto that you were probably in probably ran better because this one sounded like gunshots are going off like every yeah. ten minutes. Well, but that's every Pinto though. I mean, that's why they were recalled because <laughs> they would like exp- they actually did explode. <laughs> oh, did they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was it. It was like done. You're done. No more yeah. of those coming out. It was like a m- massive manufacturing issue. Uh-huh. defect whatever there's there's footage if after 
we're done here. You can, you can look up YouTube videos on exploding pintos. <laughs> <laughs> and there will probably yeah. be a lot. And there will be a lot montages, dude. How how much money they probably put into that Pinto, like how fucked up it still was, like the, the handbrake didn't work. You know, he had to like oh, right. reapply the brake like, like yeah, five times yeah. and it just kept rolling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Got out of it and it started rolling. <laughs> he's, he's like, God damn. And just like yeah. had to keep reapplying the brake. Um, um, did you also notice what his license plate said on that car? No. The custom no. license plate? Uh-uh. It said, fuck it. Like FCK space IT. Oh, okay. That no, shit would not fly, it. but it was it was funny to see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fun fact too about that liquor store. So the oh, who was it? I I believe the writer was the one that played the liquor store clerk, DJ Pooh. Oh no, 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 wait, wait. So no, that was the director. So the DJ played red the one that got uppercutted so dj Pooh was the the writer for the movie he played red that got uppercutted <laughs> by Debo. um the the liquor store clerk was the director f gary gray oh okay yeah no, so wait, he has wait, a little camera he's the one that's like shooing away the the tweaker yeah yeah exactly he's like mopping the floor and then like yeah, the, the, the tweaker that's guy right. pretends to like fall down he's like i'm suing you guys that's right yeah he's like man I didn't even mop over there yet or something. Yeah, exactly. He's like, man, get your ass up. Uh-huh. He's like, what was he asking? He's like, can I at least get like five bucks or something like that? <laughs> yeah. And this, whatever the hell he's holding. Yeah. I think it was a 40, actually. Yeah. Um, And after that, Bernie Mac's character shows up, who's, who plays a pastor, right? Yeah. And he goes to, like, he goes across the street to that lady's house and they fuck around or whatever. RIP Bernie Mac. R.I.P. Man, that's a, that was yeah gone too soon. Crazy this life. Never never know. It's crazy but how yeah. many people have passed away that were in this movie. Yeah, and all legends in their own right. Exactly. How funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that like Debo almost had his own theme music? Like they always played that same theme every time he rolls up and he got that super squeaky bike. It's like right, <laughs> right, which was Red's bike. And that that music that he had it almost reminded me of Jaws. It was like dun 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 mm. every time he mm. rolled up, and uh, you know, like every time Debo rolls up, like everyone has to immediately take their jewelry off, otherwise he'll confiscate it. Right, right. No one, no one wants it. They don't want to give him a reason. They don't want to have to get into a fight with him, and they're probably not <laughs> going to fight him. They're just gonna lose their shit. So it's like, all right, Craig finally, finally smokes weed. So you know, it's Smokey eventually convinces him, peer pressures him into it, and I don't know, I. I feel like Craig started tripping out way too much for it to just be regular weed. I feel like he he was like hallucinating Big Quite Worm's head being in his cupboards, you know, and that leads me to think that that shit was laced with something. Like I feel like that Jeffy. chronic had something else in it, you know, maybe some mm-hmm. PCP or some shit. Cause that was the stuff that, that uh, got Smokey all tweaked out. Right. 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 But unless Smokey did so un- unknowingly, I don't think he wanted to get, ice cube messed up the way that he got messed up by those dudes like because and they did tell him to go easy though (laughs) right they told him to go easy man and he's like no i know what i'm doing and then they're like all right you kind of you made your bed you're doing it to yourself yeah -hmm. you're doing it to yourself so this is what you get for not heeding our warning (laughs) (laughs) and that's that's why he doesn't hang out with them is because uh he was embarrassed (laughs) Mm. they saw him all tweaked out 
Yeah, this all tweaked out, and he. What's funny is this: it's his own. Um, what's the word I want to say? His own kind of projection. He can't see that he was wrong, and he can't admit. He cannot admit that he was the one who did it to himself. Right. So he. he it's almost them. like seeing them. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, you tricked me. You, I blame you. It's like. <laughs> It's like, well, they did tell you to go easy. Yeah, maybe they didn't tell him what was actually in it per se, but um, they did tell him to go easy. Uh, so maybe maybe they did bait him. I mean, from his point of view, maybe, maybe flip side, maybe they did bait him into it and, and knew that he was going to just think that he's some badass who could just smoke. And maybe they thought, oh, we'll just have a good night watching this fool get crazy and right, right. be weird. So I, I don't know. I don't know. All I know is it's he he played if if that's the case then he played right into their hand and he needed to have been a little sharper and he's that's what well, he, he's him. yeah he's not the sharpest tool in the shed a lot of it too is like it's the company that Smokey keeps around you know these are the types of people that he hangs with so again he does mm-hmm. he does it to himself um i did want to give another shout out to Kool-Aid because after both of them smoke in front of Craig's house they they go inside to get some Kool-Aid. <laughs> I even like yeah. how Craig is like, hey, you oh, want some Kool-Aid? Yeah. You want some Kool-Aid? And Smoke is like, hell yeah, I want some Kool-Aid. And yeah. that was that's always how I felt as a kid. My parents never got Kool-Aid, but um, I would go to my friend's house and he would always hook it up. So Oh, that's funny. I, I got to see the process, you know? And oh yeah. I think Kool-Aid nowadays, you just kind of grab a couple scoops, throw it in the water, mix it in, you're good to go. But back then, there were these like little tea packets. And there was a bunch of different flavors. Like my friend would like make his own. He would invent his own flavor oh. by like mixing and matching. Yeah. And um, so he he would like add. It was basically food coloring, and you had to add your own sugar. Yeah, I mean there was flavoring too. It was food coloring with flavoring. Uh, Some and, slight flavoring. Yeah. No, it was it was pretty prominent. Like because we would always the two favorites that we would get because we. We didn't have a lot of soda in our house, but what we did have was Kool-Aid. We nice. always had a pitcher of Kool-Aid in the fr- – oh, not always, but many, many times for dinner mm-hmm. at least. You know, we'd have a uh, – mom would cook up some dinner. Kool-Aid was the shit, honestly. And the Kool-Aid was delicious. It was – we always had purple Kool-Aid. <laughs> I say purple, not grape because to me it didn't really taste like grape. It, it tasted like Kool-Aid. the color purple. Tasted like purple. <laughs> it was purple Kool-Aid or we had this like turquoise blue Kool-Aid and it was like tropical something. But those were the two flavors, man. Like you saw that in there. It was good times. It Loved didn't last long. Some Kool-Aid. Oh, hell no, it did. Hell no, it didn't. It was like we would we would drink like three glasses in one night. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Which is why my mom, she always lightly sugar, you know, light sugar on that shit. Gotcha. Ryan, when he because Ryan was, you know, he was adventurous kind of rambunctious wild kid you know he he, would, he uh kind of explored outside the boundaries a bit yeah he was a little dude was a little monkey man didn't matter that he was <laughs> a short you know, didn't matter that he couldn't reach the cupboard dude he would he would climb up to the countertop then go right dude he was i mean legit monkey like you could just like get his way up there and then he he's like this little skinny guy and then he would grab the packets he knew exactly where they were kept and then He'd go through the whole trouble, dude. It just seemed like so much effort to do yeah. it. I just didn't really care to. I was like, and I didn't, I just never felt motivated to, you know, like, oh, I really want this sugar flavored thing. I was always just like, ah, if it's there, it's there. If it's not, I'll just drink water. It's no big deal. Oh, okay. But Ryan would make it and Ryan would add just a little more. I mean, maybe more, way more sugar. I don't know. I, I didn't like it too <laughs> sweet. 
he seemed to make it just a little more sweet than mom's and it always tasted as a kid it tasted great then now i would probably much prefer mom's recipe back then because less sugar you know i was saying like my family never had kool-aid but uh we were all about that country time lemonade and or the tang (laughs) oh we had orange drink i wouldn't even call it orange juice it was just orange flavored drink orange hell yeah dude we had some tang i wonder if those are still around they are oh it's so salty dude it's like i i remember having it and i was just like yeah too much too much i can't yeah a lot of that stuff even like the sunny d i I can't even believe i used to drink that shit it's crazy it's like exactly it's just like give me more i don't know (laughs) when you're a kid you just you want you want it at like turn it up to 11 you know you wanted it all the way uh jack that shit all the way up you could take it now i'm like uh no i know this is gonna do to me later (laughs) yeah exactly i'm gonna be crashing hard later Uh, only crashing hard it's not gonna be good (laughs) no fun what'd you think of debbie trying to hook up Smokey with her friend who says who claims to look like janet jackson um (laughs) she was fucking catfishing him (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, big time catfishing them. I mean, both of them were both, both Lisa and or not Lisa. What's her name? Yeah, Debbie. Debbie, Debbie yeah. and uh, and her Janet Jackson friend were totally in on that. And uh, yeah. Do you think would that have been a selling point for you if someone was like, yeah, I look like Janet Jackson? Because for me, I never liked Janet because she looked too much like Michael to me. Ouch. Uh, well, see, I had seen Janet before she started like doing collabs with him i think as she uh got older the those maybe those traits stood out a little bit more i feel like the whole family looks so similar though like uh Mm. what's what's his he had another sister who like was was kind of quasi famous Mm. anyway um that would have yeah i I mean that could be a selling point for sure i mean i would have wondered like what era (laughs) like and at the time (laughs) i guess 95 okay i think her album that album where she like where uh, that's the way love goes came out was around that same time, like 93, 94. Okay. Ah, uh, 90. Yeah. I want to say 93. Yeah. That was a hot album. <sighs> really, really hot. Damn. Anyway. Um, but was yeah. she hot? Oh, hell yeah. She was dude. Oh man. I could, <laughs> I, I, I remember the songs too, that, that she would. <sighs> yeah. I, I had a crush on her in like the eighties though too. There was one song, uh, the pleasure principle. Um, so yeah, that would have been a key selling point. And she was wearing, when she shows up, she does wear uh, Janet Jackson, like, what was that poetic justice that she had that poetic justice outfit on with a hat and the long, long hair. And then she fucking takes that off and it was nat gnarly. Oh, I forgot the hair was attached to the hat. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> Oh damn. Just the levels ration. of disappointment. Yeah. The yeah. levels of disappointment. Just, it just oh. kept getting worse and worse. Couldn't. And he was just like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Chris Tucker in this movie. It was hilarious. His his overacting with every scene, you know. Yeah, no, he was he was. I mean, hey, he was having fun. Got, he was having fun, and it got him a lot of roles. I mean, Rush Hour and mm. Shanghai Noon was he? No, 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 that's not Shanghai Noon. That was a that's actually <laughs> Jackie Chan and uh, what's his name? Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. Well, yeah, o- yeah, Owen Wilson could pass as Chris Tucker. 
<laughs> he was so low key. I still like. I like. <laughs> side note: I like both their their dynamics with uh, Jackie Chan. They all they they had some, they had some good laughs. Um, but but no, Chris Tucker had a bunch of a uh, bunch of roles after that. Money talks. He was in that one with um Charlie Sheen. Um, let's not forget the Fifth Element. Oh shit! And he's way over the top on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was really good. just as obnoxious in that movie as he is in this one. So obnoxious, and Bruce Willis is like. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in that microphone, that like staff all questions, or and he's like, "Whoa!" He's like really loud, and he's like, "What do you say? What do you, I don't know? What do you think?" And then the music stops. I think it's great. <laughs> so deadpan. You know what? I still think that we know how Smokey is. He he was putting up a front in front of everyone, and pretending to have standards and and morals or whatever. But I have a feeling when he went home, he was like, "You know, I'm gonna call up Janet Jackson." Let's see what's up. He seems maybe. like someone that would be like that. Maybe, but maybe he just cared too much about his uh, image. I don't know. Maybe he would. I mean, he seemed not to even be attracted to her. You know, just damn, just like he just like he cut her up left and right. And she took it on the chin. Yeah, like she was totally fine with it. She was laughing it off. She's like totally comfortable with with herself. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd say totally because obviously she's hiding some things. Otherwise, I mean, yeah, she's totally catfishing him. It was a verbal catfish. Yeah. <laughs> it was all over the phone. No, uh, no, You know what, though? Even before she shows up, like the fact that he was like at the phone talking to her, that felt so 90s to me because you it was a corded phone. You know, you right. had to be wherever the phone was. And it was like it was usually mounted like somewhere near the kitchen, you know, so you and had to jokes, be like. Exactly. He said like old ass phone as he's making the call because <laughs> because I think he's got a touch tone phone where the the dial is actually on the on the actual uh, headset, where, oh. whereas their phone was on the wall so that you had to punch. Granted, it was still you could it was a touch tone phone but it wasn't on the handset itself. So right. he, had to, he had to hold the ha- handset in one hand and still dial it on the wall. Right. Right. Um, which is, I mean, that's how I grew up was having that. Um, and I also had a rotary phone too. That, that would have been even funnier. That would have been even funnier if he'd had a rotary phone. We had it. a weird setup at, at my parents' house. So um, we had the, the main phone that was, it wasn't mounted on the wall, but it was like on the countertop by the kitchen. And that was the one where it's, it's funny to think that the fancy version of the, those phones was when the buttons were on the handset instead of the base. But um, yeah, we had a phone that was like that where you would take it off the cradle and it was on the little handset part. But we also had a line like a, a landline that went to the garage like that. That just came with the house. Like whoever the previous owner was, he had hmm. that put in and we had the rotary phone in the garage. Yeah. For whatever fucking reason. So, like, we never used that phone, but it was there. Oh, funny. Yeah, just we, in case we, we needed to. Our phone, we had a rotary phone in the garage as well, <laughs> where, the, where the laundry, uh, yeah, we had our uh, yep, right, right washer above the dryer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was right there. It was to the left. And it was like this Batman looking, I don't know if you know what I mean by that when I say Batman looking phone, but it was like, it was red. It, it didn't glow. It didn't glow. It wasn't badass like the Batman 1960s style nice. bat phone. But it was, uh, I always thought of it that way because it was like this really, really um, red phone. Okay. And yeah, yeah, you could, we mostly took calls there. So it was like, you know, you get called and take it there. You didn't have to actually dial out. But yeah, occasionally if you're out there, you might dial dial out and be like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to call Pops. And I think sometimes I would do that and call Pops and be like asking him what time he was going to come home and if he was going to make it in time for the Simpsons. Because I used to watch, we used to watch the episodes uh, every, I think it was like Thursday night. 
Oh, Anyways, nice. Yeah, Brand but new. dialing on that rotary phone was uh, it's it's fun, dude. I almost I miss that stuff. Exactly. Yeah, it was. I purposely would go out of my way to like go into the garage to use that phone only because I thought it was so interesting. I'm like, I was like, man, these this system is so archaic, you know. But it was it was fun to be able to know how to dial on that phone. Right. I get you. Yeah. I I don't even know like when I was. I think there we are. We already had touch tone phones. Um, or at least they were already around, but I think we started off or I think I started off with the rotary phone. So mm. it wasn't so it was, it didn't seem so archaic to me. It was like, oh, this is just what it is. And then it got outmoded and then it was like, oh, okay, now we're doing this. Oh, okay. Well, I remember buttons. when we used to do this. Yeah. With actual mm. buttons. I remember being so confused by the initially by the rotary phone, but once you, once you like knew how to use it, it was like you earned your stripes. Like you already, like, right. yeah, I'm, I'm one of every, I'm like the adults here. Like my generation, I, very few knew how to use a rotary phone. And um, I think my friends knew how just because like that was all I had available. So they're like, how do you use this? And I had to kind of show them. I'm like, you have to wait for it to like rewind back to its default state before you like dial the next number, you know? Right, right. You have to let it do all its clicks along the way. <laughs> yeah. And you know, those phones too, it was, you were like playing this dangerous game, you know, this almost like roulette with the phone because you had to like, use the button to hang up to be able to like switch to another line. So it's like, if you held it too long, you would hang up on the call. So you had to like hold it down for like a half a second to like switch to your second line or whatever. And if you wanted to, Mm. to like combine the calls, then you had to like do it twice or some shit. There was like a weird, like handshake you had to do with it, but that, that that's how you achieve that. It's like combining the calls. Yeah. I I don't know if we ever had an extra line there at that pad, at that pad when we had the rotary phone. I know we ended up getting a other, other, another line, uh, but by then we already had a touchdown. So I didn't know that that's tricky. That is Mm -hmm. pretty tricky. If you hold it down for like a full second, then you would just end the call. So yeah. And it was weird. That that was just the way things were, you know, so we didn't think anything of it, but it's like thinking back now, you're like, that's such a, faulty method right could have been better <laughs> yeah could have been improved upon but you know what i really appreciate about this movie thinking about it now is like this whole movie takes place in one day it's just friday right. mm-hmm. all takes place in one day and the main characters don't really do anything in this movie you know they don't really mm-hmm. do anything significant they're just kind of hanging out in their block this whole day and somehow it feels like they went on this long journey <laughs> like all they yeah. really do is like you go to my house i go to your house then we go to a liquor store down the street and we just come back and we just hang out in my my house we go to your house that's like the whole movie it is it is but like one thing that does happen is uh, there's a change in craig and so that's one thing that was brought up in in this book called story by robert mckee when it comes to writing a screen screenplay or, or script you want to um uh, a character they say if you're going to just make a, a i don't know people want to have some sort of change so you okay. want the main character to somehow go from wherever they were before to being s- s- different um uh, whatever that may be whatever that may mean so you know if you look at wizard of oz there's this whole change uh you know at the very end um Judy Garland's character wants to, you know, is appreciative of all the people at home, whereas before she's like kind of resentful or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, and so when you look at something like this movie, um, you know, Craig is uh, 
at the very least, he's he's scared of this big this big bully, and there are these insurmountable challenges that they have to face, and it changes them. Or not insurmountable, but seemingly insurmountable. I mean, two hundred bucks, they, it's decent decent coin, especially in '95, I'm sure. But mm. um, but it's still doable, and yet they still they, it's it's tough. You know, they don't neither of them have jobs, and they're just trying to figure it out. So, um, either way, at the end, there's that big shift where. Craig beats up, you know, Craig faces his fears. Um, and then as a result to to the occasion, yeah, as a result, they get, they get everything that they were hoping they would, which is, you know, he puts that bully in his place. Everybody gets what they, you know, the, the people that had stuff that was stolen from them, they get it back. Yeah. He wins the girl. He he gets Nia along. Uh, he gets her, you know, he wins the girl. Um, and they get the 200 bucks to pay, uh, the debt that they owed big worm. So, yeah, there's a big there's a big change, and so there's like that resolution is there still. So even though he doesn't have a job, which is you know how the movie starts, yeah, movie starts off, doesn't have a job, so he doesn't quite have a job yet. Still, either way, mm. there's been a big change in him. He's more confident, you know. He he's he's got his arm around her and everything. He's not afraid to. True, yeah, because it, it's he's kind of feeling down about losing his job, right? He got fired for some bullshit um, reasoning and he's just like, man, like I don't got really anything going for me right now. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it may be bullshit reasoning. I don't know. It's, it's kind of left a little, it's left to you to kind of decide whether or not he did steal those boxes or not. Cause he's not so defensive. He's not like, I didn't yeah. steal that shit. He's like, just kind true, of letting true. them talk about it. So it's like, okay. Although I, I believe red cause red came later and I guess he worked at the same or he works at the, the place that Craig used to work. It looked like UPS almost like right. they, they delivered packages or something. And mm-hmm. so red either was on his break or he was done with the shift and he went over to Craig's house and he was just like, man, we saw that footage or whatever. And he was like, yeah, it did kind of look like you for a second. I think he mentions something like that. He was like, yeah, it's like same build, but like, he's like the head was bigger than yours. And so they were just like joking about like how he got fired for someone else still in the boxes. At least that's what oh, I got. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't tell. I don't know if he said, cause I don't remember him saying for a second. I think he said it did look like you. And I was like, I was like, Oh man, either way. <laughs> was it him? Yeah, but like you said, he wasn't denying it. You know, he was just like, man, like fire me for still in boxes. You know, he, he wasn't really getting defensive about that. Yeah. Yeah. He, he didn't really kind of fight him on it. it. Yeah. He just took the phone call. I did want to mention the second fourth wall break that happens in the movie. And that was when Debbie shows back up to grab her purse that she forgot when she came over. Right. And uh, so Craig and Debbie go into the house to go get the purse. And then Joy shows up, which is Craig's current girlfriend. And so, yeah. you, you know, she's looking for Craig. Smokey fucking knowing this is some uh, <laughs> shit that's Drama. about to go down. Yeah. He sets it. He sets it all up. So he's just like. Oh, you're looking for Craig? Yeah, he's inside. Just just go right on in. But right, like Craig's already right. walking out with Debbie and uh Joy's like, uh-uh, who the fuck is that bitch? Uh, Craig, um, when he walks out and sees Joy, he that's when he glanced at the camera with like that oh shit look right, on his face. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. After that, Smokey is stuck between a rock and a hard place because right around this time in the movie, he mentions his stomach hurt. <laughs> and you know what that leads to. He goes, he goes to, oh, right, right. He, he needs to go he goes to, home yeah. and this dumbass keeps locking himself out of his own house. So he's just like, he's like, mama, you know, like but no one's answering. Yeah. So he goes back to Craig's house 
And Willie answers the door, fucking eating like a sandwich or some shit, you know, smacking his lips like usual, picking his teeth. And right. so he asks you're Willie, not gonna take it. No, you, you look like you got to take a dump in my. Yeah, he, like he asks Willie, hey, can I use your bathroom? He's like trying to downplay and he's like, number one or number two? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. And like he wants to know. He's like, he's like, nah, because you look like you gotta take a shit. And so Smokey tells him <laughs> that he's that yeah, he does need to take a shit. And Willie's like, nope. Slams the door in his face. No, and I don't think he say nope. He's like, no. I'm, what does he say? If anyone's gonna stink up this house, it's gonna be me. <laughs> right, right. I mean, that he basically does what I feel like most people are thinking. Like he just has the guts to be able to say like straight up, like no, you're not taking a shit at my house. But I'll tell you. <laughs> Brenda can definitely agree with that scene because she's always just like, she's like, Mm-mm, people don't need to be coming over taking shits at my house. <laughs> <laughs> Save the poops for later. Yeah, exactly. You can take a shit at your own house, not at my house. <laughs> Damn. Man, I, I always have this fear, though, of taking shit at someone's house because I think of it like Dumb and Dumber. Like, you remember the scene where, like, she's oh, like, oh, yeah, yeah, just remember. She's like, um, I hope you. You didn't go poop because that toilet is known for clogging. So you it's only use late. that toilet for pee. And he's just like, oh, shit. Like, he's already done. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, I've never been in that situation where, like, the toilet wasn't working or, like, couldn't handle poops or whatever. But Oh, man. That would be a funny one, dude. I feel like, you know, you'd survive, obviously. And it would be embarrassing and shit. But, like, I think that you would look back and laugh at that and be like, dang. <laughs> that happened to me <laughs> that really happened to me yeah well what about what happens to Smokey? because he ends up having to take a shit on the side of his own house mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the and that homeless dude oh uh the tweaker dude azale azale that's right yeah he walks up and he's just like he's like smoke out you know i'm ready to wash your car and then, and then he's like what, what you doing over there and so, so smoke is like trying to like he's like nothing but still over there like don't don't come any closer yeah yeah uh, and he puts like, him on blast yeah he's just like you know i don't want to i don't want to uh, claim anything but from where i'm standing it looks like you're taking a shit <laughs> and so he's, he's like he's like yeah but you know like don't say anything he's like no i ain't gonna say anything he, he walks out to the middle of the street and he's just like hey <laughs> smoke you over here taking a shit but i ain't gonna tell anyone else i ain't gonna tell anyone else though oh man fucking azale that guy so um th- i think around this time this is when it takes more of that dramatic turn for craig and smokey because of the impending doom with big worm getting closer so they're they're just kind of like hanging on the house and they don't really they're scared to go outside you know because they're afraid like there's gonna be a drive by or something. The Willie actually comes in you know, <laughs> no BS, no smacking his lips or anything, and he he tells him straight up like, you guys can't be hiding in the house. You guys, if you guys got some shit, you guys need to go handle it. But you can't you can't be like be afraid to go outside. So I think that's when he isn't that when he gives him that heart to heart whatever like you can't what you need a gun for protection and he's like well the only That's protection right. you need are, are your fists craig and will uh willie um craig and Smokey end up going outside you know like all right whatever you know we're not gonna hide out in my room anymore and there actually is a drive-by which is pretty mm-hmm. fucking scary oh i know i think that that's a little bit later i think they go outside and they're like oh there's no drive-by all right whatever and then so they're they're like hanging out in the front yard some more and this is where the iconic scene happens where red shows up 
he has his shades on, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, he reveals the black eye that he got from Debo. And that's where Smokey and Craig jump back in their seats and they're like, damn. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's the scene. I feel like we still use that that gift to this day. Yeah, yeah. It's a good one. <laughs> it is iconic. Before I forget, I wanted to also mention who the hell is that that girl, China? It was like Dana's friend or coworker or someone that comes over. Oh, but man, yeah, she was yeah. hot College. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's beautiful. Yeah, because they're like, they're like, damn, you know, what's her name? And she's like, China, big game header, whatever. And and then so he's like touching her arm. She's like, oh, get the fuck off me. But um, yeah, I was like, damn, who the fuck is China? Like, she's cute. No, she's cute. She's no Neil Long. I wasn't mad at it. (laughs) I wasn't mad at it. What did you think of the the scene where (laughs) Smokey attempts to steal the the two hundred dollars? back from Debo because he's like I guess he's knocked out oh my gosh, uh, at yeah. Debbie and Felicia's house and you remember that whole scene yeah of course yeah he sneaks in and then I think it was like <laughs> I thought it was funny that on that his chonies are straight up like they actually have what looks like tire marks actual skid marks on the chonies not like <laughs> not shit stains but like actual not shit tire stains, marks but like tire marks skid marks and he's like Ugh, and like he's like grossed out by it and I thought that was just so funny it was like not too crazy graphic it was implied that it was supposed to be shit like shit skid marks i mean yeah yeah that's what it's implied of course but i'm like i'm like that's just funny that that's how they that's the route they went and they could have made it actually look like shit stains but instead they went with like skid marks like actual skid <laughs> marks uh to to show the poop uh but right, yeah right. i think that it's just it's just funny how um again azale like hops in as an opportunist just hops in through it <laughs> open window randomly out of nowhere like what just the fuck randomly. is he doing here he's just, yeah, he just exactly. it's like it, almost impulsive like he sees a window open he's just like why would i not sneak into it yeah, you know exactly so so, so smoke is already he already sneaks in through the window and he's like going through that whole scene where he's trying to get to the pants but the underwear is there and he drops it on debo's face right 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 and then um like so he he eventually picks it up off of debo and like drops it to the side or whatever and uh that's when Izel comes in and um they they're bickering wakes up debo so they they both bounce and and he puts the straw back right the straw that he uses to like lift up the underwear he puts the straw mm-hmm. back into his big gulp and yeah and debo takes a drink from it yeah later on <laughs> but he likes he smells the the straw yeah. and he just keeps drinking Nasty. <laughs> yeah that's disgusting oh yeah. man i think i could i could just picture the the crowd like the audience yeah <sighs> that was awesome but yeah uh, i i think um after that that's when the drive by happens and smoking craig nearly escape and that that i think from that point on, it, it kind of ends up being more serious, right? Because that, mm-hmm, that was kind mm-hmm. of a, a scary thing to happen, you know? Like, they straight up almost got shot. That drive-by was meant for them and mm-hmm. was still looking for them when they were, they were hiding out in the bed of that truck. Right, right. Yeah, there. You know, obviously, the, the car takes off or whatever when, when mm-hmm. they can't find Smokey or Craig. And they eventually go back to Craig's house. And everyone's in the front yard because they're like, what the fuck was going on? Like, we, you know, we heard a bunch of noise happening. And it sounded like gunshots. And so, you know, they're obviously scared for Craig and Smokey. Uh, Debo comes over and uh, Fel- not Felicia. Uh, oh, yeah, Debbie. Felicia's bruised. Oh, no, that's right. Debbie, Debbie comes over. Debbie, right. Debbie um, comes over. confronts confronts Debo at Craig's house. And she's just like, who the fuck do you think you are? You know, like smacking my sister around or whatever. 
I, I think Felicia is just kind kind of trying to de-escalate the situation, and and Debbie's not having it. You know, she's just like, no, mm. fuck that. Like, it, you know, like I'm not letting you get away with this. So he smacks her, and that just sets off Craig. So Craig uh, has to come to her defense. You know, he has to fight for her honor. And right. uh, yeah, this was this was actually a pretty pretty interesting fight scene. Obviously, we we've already touched on it a couple times, but um craig you know he busts out with the gun initially and he was gun he was getting ready to blast him but willie talks him down he's just like you know what like just settle it with your fist and uh mm-hmm. so craig hands over the gun and um debo you know he he was packing a knife himself but he puts that aside so that way uh they can just duke it out and craig actually gets his ass whooped right here but he gets like a second wind which was interesting so he gets mm-hmm. like choked out and then uh, mm-hmm. w- he comes back, coming back like with even more tenacity and and takes out Debo. Mm-hmm. The way they played it up was like it was almost like Craig lost the fight. But then he's like, uh, uh-uh, I ain't done yet. Mm-mm. Taste this brick. So it was, it was a nice little underdog story for Craig. You know, he was mm-hmm. he was getting his ass beat. But what that showed was they showed his toughness because he took that beating. He took everything Debo threw at him. And he still got up and whooped that ass. So that was pretty impressive. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And Debo didn't get back up. Like, he was out. So it, it kind of shows, like, who's really the tougher of the two. Right, right. Yeah, he, he didn't pop up like Ice Cube did. He's like, mm-hmm. nah, I got more in me. The reality, too, is that, um, I mean, Debo's never gotten his ass beat, probably. I mean, I feel like a, a, when, it's, when it comes to a, somebody who's a bully, it's like they've never been, they've never had somebody step to them and put them in their place. Mm. So he wouldn't even really know how to recover from something like that. Mm. Not to mention the fact he got his ass beat. I mean, he got hit in the face with a freaking brick for crying out loud. Yeah, that's true. And a, a trash can and all that, whatever yeah. else uh, Craig could find. But, you know, street rules. It's fine. Just as long as it's not right. a, a knife or a gun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this is where the last fourth wall break comes in. So after... Craig defends Debbie's honor. Um, Debbie goes over to him and says, you know what? I'll give you a call tomorrow. And then, you know, maybe you can come over and hang out because, you know, he's already like, he's still kind of beat up from that fight. Yeah. He's still hurting, but you know, he's, he's actually like, you know, I'm, I'm feeling all right right now <laughs> if you want to, but she's like, yeah, I'll call you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, she, she ends up like walking off and he looks at the camera and he's like, that's right. <laughs> so I thought that was a nice touch. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, of course, the very end of the movie, um, Smokey, he gets the money back from Debo and he uses that to pay back Big Worm. And he tells him over the phone that he's not going to be selling for Big Worm anymore because he's going to rehab. So he's he's just saying like he's going to go cold turkey and, and not fuck with weed anymore. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, you know, he hangs up the phone and he's like, I was just bullshitting. <laughs> and you know this yep typical fucking smoky uh, that was the end of the movie <laughs> that's a wrap folks if you made it to the end of our podcast then you all owe big worm 200 bucks <laughs> every single one of you <laughs> every single one any final thoughts or closing comments uh no i'm really glad that we checked this out i like i said i hadn't seen it uh from from start to finish and it was it was a nice trip uh back to uh back to those days in the in the 90s um 
Did you feel like the movie held up? Like, was it was it as good as a lot of people made it out to be? I I think it is. I think it's yeah. I think it's good. I I don't know. I've never really heard anybody like hype it hype it up like a lot. Oh, no? I just know that my family has really enjoyed it. I mean, you know, my cousins really enjoyed it. So I was like, oh shoot, like yeah, glad I finally gave it a chance. Yeah, I knew a lot of friends growing up that that was like one of their favorite movies. They're like, yeah, Friday. Friday was always the the movie that everyone could agree upon was a great movie. And mm-hmm. I think for me, what always plays a factor into my enjoyment of the movie was that I, I do have the nostalgia for it, you know, and I, I do have experiences that are, of course, not one to one, but like the some of the scenes in the movie remind me of my own experiences. And it's, it's just fun to think back on those memories. Um, Mm-hmm. some scenes even hit really close to home, you know, like the, <laughs> like the whole, like having to uh, deal with uh, the stinky shits mm-hmm. and uh, cereal. Yes. Not the cereal, that. of no. course. But yeah, it's just, I don't know. I think the fact that because I grew up with the movie, you know, it, I always have that nostalgia for it. So it's one of those cases where I think the movie has aged really well. I think a lot of the, the humor that was in the movie is still relevant and still hits the same today. Mm-hmm. I think it holds up really well. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it, it definitely has that nostalgia. Never having seen it before. Uh, I think that it did, uh, it did hit home with some of the memories of what the, what it was like to be in the nineties in, I mean, you know, visiting family, we, we weren't, we would be like in the, I guess the ghetto, you know, we're in Bloomington. Oh, you guys were not, yeah, or we would when we would visit family, we'd be out there. So it wasn't like we were out the ghetto entirely, you know. So we'd we'd walk sure. up the street, we'd we'd mob it, we'd be mobbing it as as a bunch of cousins and stuff. And, <laughs> uh, the whole crew, the whole crew. We put basketball in the street, race in the street. Um, yeah, did you ever play football in the street? Because we did that. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, so that just seeing that with the shoes hanging, of course, on the power lines, it's like. Yeah, brings back memories. Oh yeah, playing basketball. Well, uh, for me, it wasn't so much um, like. Did you have the friends where you would pull out the the basketball hoop and just kind of like set it down? Yeah, along the curb. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. for me, it was always um, people had either the hoops that were like mounted to the house, or uh-huh. it was like uh, we, we knew someone where the hoop I think was cemented into the driveway. Oh, nice. Yeah, I had, yeah. I had a friend that had that. That was nice. The only problem with that is since it's on the driveway, it's always at a slant. So the ball would just bounce away. You have to go chase it. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is kind of a bitch. <laughs> I thought this movie, even rewatching it before this podcast, fucking great. I was laughing my ass off. I love this movie. Yeah. And no, I was cracking up. This has been Affliction Oz podcast episode 13, Friday. Just a reminder, we are available on all major podcast streaming services with new episodes dropping on the first Saturday of each month, 5 a.m. Pacific. Thank you listeners out there for joining Michael and I, and we will see you all next time. I will see you there, or I will see you on another time. And you know this, man. Man.